We'll see how this this goes. Um, so try and restream on my phone using this program called Lyrics. And uh, so uh, we do not have the upgraded Wi-Fi, so it might be <laughs> kind of spotty, but um, it's overall pretty good. Um, so yeah, doing this from my phone and I wanted to test it out this way uh, because one of the things I'm trying to figure out if I can do is to live stream from my phone so that I can do my podcast, Noah's Groovecast, from my phone, be able to capture the audio and actually route uh, my Zoom H6, uh, which is a recording device, a handheld recording device uh, that you can, it's battery powered. You can take it to anywhere. Um, and actually route, you know, good microphones into this uh, handheld device. Uh, it's got phantom power, so I can run my condenser microphones off this device, take it to a venue in Charleston, go watch some music, and actually do live interviews and live stream it with good quality. Uh, so I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do that because I'll be, I'll be very excited to be able to do that. That'd be so cool. Um, so, anyway, testing this out, gonna see how it sounds, and while I'm here, I figured I'd do this. I wanted to talk about uh, a couple things before I, I get back to Charleston, and I thought, I thought I'd wait till Monday, till Monday to do this, but then I thought, I'll, I'll talk about it while all the ideas are fresh, although I did just wake up not that long ago, and brain's a little bit foggy. I need to go out and do some exercise and drink more water. But uh, I wanted to start with, one of the things that, that caught me by surprise a bit was, you know, going to Jamaica or going to, any of these times that I'm going on, I'm traveling uh, for purposes that are not work uh, related, um, I always have this sense that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm losing time and, uh, you know, I need to stay focused on on my work, I need to stay focused on music, and that's how I will move forward, is, you know, diligence and uh, sort of relentlessness. Um, but I'm showing that the live stream has ended. I'm gonna check it one more time. No, this is still there. Yeah, okay. Um, so, but what I found, actually, I'm gonna check the, the volume here just to make sure. Yeah, no, it's coming through pretty good. Um, okay, so what caught me by surprise was even in this, this short time that I, was, that I was away, a number of different things jumped out to me about, about music that I would have never experienced without doing this. And I feel I learned, it gave me maybe sharper ideas. Um, and so I wanted to talk about a few of those things. Um, not to mention just some cool things about, about Jamaica. Um, I, you know, if I was not married to Schwann, I would have never been to Cabo. I would have never been to China. I would have never been to Jamaica. I would have never been to Spain. Um, there's, a, there's a number of different places that I've been as a result that I'm really happy that I've been. Um, in Cancun even, I would have never gone to Cancun. And 
um, I always kind of thought of Cancun and India. I, I, I uh, always thought of Cancun kind of as like the party destination, maybe particularly for college students. Um, but then when I'm going there, it's really a pretty rich culture and there's a lot that's worth seeing there. Um, really had a, a wonderful time in Cancun. Um, so, but uh, with, in, in yesterday, uh, we did a, a lagoon, a lagoon, <laughs> luminous, luminous lagoon. It's called Glistening Waters uh, Tour, where if you've heard of bio, bioluminescence, um, basically these small um, biological organisms in the water, they soak up the sun all day. So if you have a bright sunny day, that's the best time to go out and you go into the, you go in the water and you swim and just the movement causes these organisms to, to light up and like a, it, it's they're like a neon blue. And so you go swimming around and, and it's like you have neon blue lights that are attached to you, but raise, raise your arm out of the water and it, it, your arm just, just sparkles. It's like you got star, little, little tiny stars that are dancing on your arm. It's really pretty amazing. Um, so that was that was really neat. But um, related to to music, I had a few different things here that I that that came to me. All right. So one thing is when we the first day that we ate, uh, I guess lunch when we first arrived here, um, they had some music playing on the background on the PA. And this is one thing as a musician now, I always notice what music is playing on on the PA or on the on the sound system anywhere and just what what songs are being played what type um, you know that kind of stuff this was really interesting because it actually they were playing uh, I guess you'd call it island music it had steel drums but it was a cover of Cat Stevens uh, song Wild World and this is a song that I'm extremely familiar with. I've played a, I've played a lot of times. I kind of came into my life in an unusual way. It was just on a on a CD that was given to me, and a Cat Stevens CD. And I'd never heard of Cat Stevens before. And then I ended up. This is when I first drove out to California, and blah 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 blah. But um, I ended up leaving it in my CD player of of my Honda Civic, uh, not Civic, uh, Honda uh, CRV. Um, I only had a couple CDs, and so I just left this one in there, and I just listened to it all, I mean, for years. I feel like it was in there for like two years, and so that's just what I listened to. We became really familiar with the songs. But anyway, um, it, it, it's not a, a type of music that I would have thought would have been so widespread and widely known, um, and I wouldn't have expected to hear Cat Stevens' song here in Jamaica, but there it was, and but it was redone, but it, and it was redone using more of a reggae feel with steel drums. Um, I, I don't know if I'd call it quite reggae, but it had, it had a nice tempo to it. And they really went for the all the melodic runs. Da 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 da. It's hard to get by just upon a smile. Da 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 da. You know, if you know that song, you know what I'm talking about. And they they redid that with steel drums and maybe some kind of. Um, uh, staccato kind of guitar or something. Anyway, the point is, they did it really, really well. And what it made me think, or what it made me realize, I, I'm pretty sure this is what happened, or, or to some extent, this is what happened. <clears throat> this 
this is a, we're at a resort that's here for tourists and I imagine that whoever's in charge of picking out the music for these kinds of resorts, they, they want to pick music that has a, a specific effect on the people that stay here. And so they're being very conscious of who's coming here. And so it's not, it's a lot of different songs that get played, some that I'm not familiar with. Um, I, I imagine it's a, a multicultural mix, but um, I think certainly the Cat Stevens song is picked with certain people in mind, a, a certain uh, segment of the world population that is expected to be here, or, or that, that they've learned these, these are the people that come here, this is the demographic, and this is one of the, one of the songs that has a special place to a lot of the people that come here. And so let's redo it and, and in uh, this cultural feel and, and show a kind of excellence and so then when you see that, the kind of respect that was paid to a song that is meaningful to you or to your culture, um, that naturally is going to make you feel more welcome. Um, and so I don't know, I, I'm not going to make a point as to whether it's a business play or whether it's genuinely um, a kind of cultural appreciation um, and but I just noticed that and and what I think it teaches me is just about being more conscious about what how I purpose music and that goes with um, one of the shifts in in me as a musician and, and as a songwriter one of the things that I used to I think I might maybe mention this in another of these podcasts recently but I've, after performing, being a performing musician for this last year in a way to a, to a level that I've never really been before in terms of the amount of actual work that I was, I was being contracted to do, um, I've, I used to think more about music as I wanted to craft a song and accomplish a recording. And now I'm thinking about it way more as I want to write songs that have an impact in the live environment. And I want to have songs that make a difference to the people that I perform to and am actually and that allow me to engage with people. And so a lot of the, the lines that I'm writing are much more about that than than thinking about some kind of I'm not I'm not making a movie, I'm making a, an interactive live experience. And that's so, so now I'm thinking a lot more about writing from that angle. And I think that I don't know if you can make an argument about one's better than the other, but I th I'm, I'm tempted to think at that point, at this point, that that is more sort of primal in what music is, if that makes sense, if that's a way to, a way to say it. I just think um, music is probably more meant to be alive and experienced. Um, so there's just some thoughts there. Um, also, we're in the, the airport, so here's number two thing I learned about music that caught me off guard. Um, or, and this isn't exactly music, but when we were, when we were in the airport in Charleston, uh, we were getting ready to get on the plane, and uh, so somebody working for the airport comes on the intercom, and he's explaining uh, sort of a policy to people. Um, I don't know if I'm using the phone, but over the intercom, and... 
the policy is potentially, he's warning people that if they don't do something in a specific way, they're gonna get left behind. And then he sings, and you'll be all by yourself. And, and he sings that out loud over the, over the intercom. Here, and he's like, all by yourself in Charleston or something like that. And then that's it. And he cut out. And I thought that was really cool. And here's why. He was really good. His, his voice was, was really good. Uh, it was rich. It was on, on pitch. Um, it was, it demonstrated control, you know, and technique or whatever. He, he was good. And he clearly, had, not only did he have a, a, a nice sounding voice, he had skill and technique. And a lot of times, okay, if you, if you can think about it this way, if he's working in the airport, he's probably not you know, hitting it big in uh, the music business. So um, when that's the case, if you've got the kind of talent that he has and you're working in the airport, I have to imagine that there's a part of him that would want to see more success from his voice and so a lot of times you might be looking for ways that you can promote yourself where you can be heard a little more or be noticed because that's kind of what needs to happen in order for you to develop more of a, a music career you know music as a career works because a lot of people notice and a lot of people are willing to pay a small amount and then that ends up being a larger amount enough to sustain a career so um but he only occupied that one line and then he left it alone. And so it really was done for humor, but at the same time, it showed me just how skilled he was. And that just made me think a lot about how little time you need to be able to make a good point. And I think that that's one thing that I think about a lot in when I'm doing video editing and one thing I've noticed about people that do video editing uh, on, on YouTube channels and whatnot, you cut out all the silences, you cut out any words that are really unimportant, you cut out uhs and pauses and all that. And it ends up looking very stilted, you know, these uh, edited YouTube videos, they cut and they clip and kind of jump around. And at, at first I didn't really like that, I wanted to see the natural flow of how somebody speaks. but. Um, and, and then you have to wonder what was actually cut out, you know, what, what are people cutting out? But over the course of time, I've thought, no, you know, the more efficient you can make the communication, the better. It makes it, that, that's, that should be what you're really striving to do is make things as efficient as possible so that it saves everyone time. It saves as much time as possible. And so um, also that's a way to be, the, the easier you make, make it for people to digest information and the easier you make it uh, for people to gather quality information, then that's a value and the more that you're going to get people to pay attention to what you're doing. So I, I, that's something that I, I feel like I learned from this guy singing all by myself in, in Charleston airports. That was a lot of fun. All right, we've got two more things here, two more things. All right, use different types of well-performed and arranged music within the same song. Uh, I, re I was here just watching some YouTube videos or something and stumbled across a song. It was called This Is How It 
love feels like, or this is what falling in love feels like. And it started out with a classical feeling, uh, a class, classical violin. It sounded like some music that you might have heard in the 30s. Um, really well done. And I'm trying to remember who the performer was. I can't, it was like a four letter word, like J-V-K-E or something, I, I don't know. Um, it transit, it, it, it goes fairly seamlessly from this like 1930s orchestral kind of feeling, like something you might've seen in a Disney movie from then. And then it transitions into a much more mainstream kind of pop. Um, I, I don't know exactly how to describe this music. Um, but it's, it's like, feels like sun <laughs> on my face. <laughs> so this is love. I know it is something like, it's like, uh, I don't know if that can give you the vibe at all. It's not. So for me, I've kind of always had a distaste for music kind of like that. And that's what really stuck out to me about this is how he medleyed such rich, um, detailed, classical kind of sounds that really capture it. It's not, it's not faking it. You have to understand it to be able to do it that way or you have to get somebody that's an expert to do it that way. And he did that and then seamlessly transitioned into this pop music. And it really gave me a much uh, deeper appreciation or, or a real, not a deeper appreciation. It's, it, for the first time, kind of flipped my feeling towards this particular kind of music. And so I think that's a remarkable thing. Um, so that got me just thinking about how you can use music from different generations and use that within the same music. I mean, I know this is not anything entirely new uh, that's been done in, in hip hop music. Um, but I think that is, it's done more in a, in a way where what, there's a word for it. It's kind of sampled. It's sampled. This is, this was not like that. This was part of the song. This was the, this was the way it was written. And, and so that, to me, then you're, you're showing an appreciation for different um, values across generations, and you're finding a way to communicate it through music, and that is profound, I think. So that's something that I'm going to move forward thinking about. And last, but not least, or maybe it is least, I don't know. Uh, oh, this is the last thing. Yeah, research great musicians and how they really made their impact. And so I wanted to learn more about the extent to which musicians, great ones, made their impact through their music or through how they lived their life or both. Um, because to me, I've, I've watched plenty of music where I'm not particularly inspired by the music and yet these people are considered to be great. And so I wonder how much, like for example, Frank Sinatra might be an example. I'd be really curious to learn more about Frank Sinatra, but I wonder to what extent, because I don't know a lot about him, but it seems like he was involved in the mob. No, is that, that's my peripheral understanding. And so to what extent it was more his place in, in society or other things going on that made him out to be some kind of great singer when, when in, in actuality there might, I, I just think there's a lot of technically incredible singers in the world. So what separates the ones that are culturally great 
Um, it's just something that I'm interested in, in learning more about and researching. Um, and so I'm starting with Bob Marley. Since I'm here in Jamaica, why not learn about Bob Marley? You know, it, maybe it's cliche, but you hear a lot of Bob Marley being played here. And so um, I just started watching some videos, learning about Bob Marley, watching him speak, trying to learn about who he is as a person or who he was. And um, uh, some pretty interesting stuff. Um, watched him do a performance of I Shot the Sheriff, which I've learned before, that song. I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot no deputy. So when I've learned that song before, it's it's kind of fun, but it's a little bit weird to relate to, and it's, it's an unusual song. When I watched him perform it, it's like he, he nails it. And so I learned a lot about how to perform that song from watching him, him play. And he's like telling a story and you can see why, why him, he as a performer was so uh, loved or so uh, enjoyed. Um, he, he really gets into it and he really tells the story and he tells it with every bit of himself. Um, so that's something I'm interested in doing. I'm gonna be doing once I get back to Charleston as part of my push to make more digital content that's something that I'm going to be doing is learning about this is for myself as well. But I, in the process, I figure I might as well make some some content about it and share uh, maybe boiled down versions of the research that I do. Um, and so I'm going to start with Bob Marley, but I'm going to look at a lot of different artists uh, across generations, across genres, and just try to learn about them and, and why, how they made their impact and then uh, produce short videos that try to concisely convey that. So excited about some work that I'll be doing as we move into the future. Um, I think I'll leave that, leave that there. We're gonna go get something to eat. Um, this will be my shortest, probably the shortest podcast ever. Um, but yeah, also, yeah, I'll leave again saying Hopefully, I'm gonna t I'm gonna listen to this and see how it comes through. But um, this is something that I'm hopefully gonna figure out how to do is to run this phone live streaming through my H my Zoom H6, get really high quality quality audio, and be able to live stream podcasts and interviews at music events in Charleston. So maybe go to go to some different open mics and really get to know different people and and be able to promote what's going on actually digitally. Um, so you can see what's going on and learn learn more detail because like one thing I feel like in, in open mics and different events, like, you know, there's so much going on, you can't really have, I don't know, maybe you can, but I, I, I find myself never really wanting to have like really personal conversations just because it's like, it doesn't feel like it's the, the place um, exactly. But I, I, this for some reason feels more natural to me. So I don't know, we're gonna give it a, give it a whirl and see, and see what happens. Looking forward to doing it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is Noah Grove and Lee Shuang from Jamaica.